It is Monday, start of a week, and uh, I promise I'm trying to get back in the swing of things with everything, including the podcast. Um, and it's Connected Entities Entertainment Channel, and on top of it, just doing a switch out. I switch out the Astro Priestess Awareness Campaign website with the seasons in that and the holidays, or, and now we're spring. I can't believe we're spring, and it's like... Uh, it's uh, truly Mother Nature's tipping back some hot uh, spiked tatas or uh, tatas. <laughs> oh, hot toddies. <laughs> tatas. Mother Nature's tipping back some tatas with Santa at the North Pole. Did that make any damn sense at all? <laughs> I'm sorry. Mother Nature's tipping back some hot tatas. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I'm so glad anything goes on for yourself, my journey, especially in 2022. And you can just say whatever the hell. <laughs> and then you hope that uh, the platforms. <laughs> They don't come back and say, could you please not say this anymore? People don't understand with podcasts and platforms that take you on. And um, I've only had, and I had to think about this in the web traffic software as a whole. For, and this for, for this knucklehead, this idiot, I believe 100% connected is one of the narc's friends. I mean, it's always like this. This lady comes on the freaking podcast, okay? It was interesting. And, uh, she was like, and this was on Podbean, okay? On Podbean, all right? Well, there's over 3,000 other platforms international, sweetheart. Um, sweetheart, too. And just somebody who's really just a bitter, not happy in life. Um, I know, Blue. She had a, uh, she was having a bad seizure past, um... 72 hours. She's having bad issues with her um, epilepsy. And um, that's another story. But you just learn. You have patience. Um, children. If I had human children, same thing. Uh, she cannot help how she feels. And um, depending on where the seizure affects her brain. I'll get back to that lady. Who's, a, who's not happy in her life. Pray for the lady, you know? Appreciate your haters as your greatest fans. But um, she's had a past uh, past 72 hours not good. Um, for those following on different platforms and that with her epilepsy, I've been sharing canine epilepsy awareness, which is really important for research and that and have other people understand that not just humans can have epilepsy and seizures that uh, our pets are for babies family does too. But um, she's had a pass, 72 hours, not good. So literally she was just at her neurology specialist, veterinary specialist in Kentucky, just like three weeks ago. And then her other regular veterinarian like two weeks ago. A maxed out gabapentin. I call it gabapentin, gabapentin, gab. And uh, she's on max now, like 300 milligram capsules twice a day. It is a sedative. It's also for pain because she has a lot of pain with her epilepsy. Um, I'm going to share more of her journey and story because this is really important. It's awareness too. But um, it's not working. And she's on um, phenobarbital as well. Max on that. You can't go past the dosage where she's at because one thing, the phenobarbital can literally throw our levels off in your liver. Sorry, I sink for a second every time I hear her doing a fast step. Um, a lot of times that means she's having a seizure. She's all right. But it depends on um, what side of her brain that she has the seizure activity. On one side, after her seizures, she has grandma. She is very lethargic. She's very tired. She sleeps a lot. And then like yesterday, she had it on the other side of her brain which makes her super hyperactive. It makes her bladder and her kidneys constantly go. Um, we're property in Indiana. People constantly seeing her outside is because of literally once she has the seizure, um, and, and the thing is she has the seizures, which is very different within itself, as specialists said, 
that her REMs, which is her deep sleep, is when the seizures start. Not when she's awake, like normal. They see normal canine epilepsy when this, the dogs are, or the you know, cats are awake is when the seizures, especially grandma seizures. But, um, and grandma means she just has, I mean, the worst kind. Um, visual seizures, the changes in her facial, um, head arched back, full body shakes, um, loses control of her bladder and her kidneys, um, her bowels. But she has them when she's in a deep sleep. So, um, I don't think there's any good out of this. Um, it can be traumatizing to watch, but educating yourself and working with your veterinarian, veterinary specialist will help you to understand so you don't panic, you don't freak out. Um, I have my moments, but I'm learning that you just have to be patient for them. Um, just like you would if the human child had epilepsy or seizure disorder. You have to remain calm best you can to your ability, and then you learn each time. You just have to be calm, be calm, be calm, and you learn. But, um, it's just 72 hours, nothing good. Or maxed it out. And I had a call, emergency care or veterinarian, last night. And, um, there's really nothing more they can do. Because she's maxing everything. And she's burning through this medication. So it's not doing its job of calming her down. So I try to keep her consistent with, like, on walks and things. Um, to keep her as normal as possible. Not a lot of activity. But just to get her in the car and to go. But this is how she's been. For the past, uh, you're right, Blue, past 24 hours, just super hyperactive. And um, like I said, for the love of the rescue rehabilitation, and um, this is what I do, you know? And um, if I had children and they were special needs, whatever, I would be the uh, very protective human mama as I am for mama. And uh, I know, sweetie, making sure they're okay and they get top-notch care and you do everything you can to help them. Um, I think that's just having a good heart, you know, heart of gold and a good soul. And um, I believe that's what God wants to see out of all of us, right, as humans. But, um, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at right now with Blue. And um, it's, it's not been easy, but working best you can. Uh, there's nothing really left they can do. I'm getting more into her story. Um, she was actually seized by county and a dog warden and a rescue group for love of huskies um, in Ohio. Blue will be five years old. And she was just one of not many that they were able to actually um, see if people could rehabilitate and adopt them and foster them. I never saw a pup at seven weeks old bringing her home and Snorio, you know, he was already an adult and putting her in a really, really large, like large enough for a uh, greyhound or a Great Dane cage. And I never saw a seven-week-old pup snarl and snap. And uh, I was told by the dog warden they don't know to the degree of the abuse that the pups sustain by, um, I just say, backyard breeder. That's all I'm going to get into. But uh, they were on to the gentleman and his family and uh, had been for months. And they finally um, worked together with the state, county, and dog warden and uh, organization and uh, served them. So she was one of not many pups that decided to go over in Ohio and took her in. And um, the rest is history. But she was really difficult to work with and rehabilitate because um, the abuse she sustained as a pup made her very aggressive and a very, very, um, I would just say, um, unpredictable with her behavior. But um, working with her and taking time and letting her know, hey, you're okay, nothing's going to happen to you, and um, she's where she's at now. But the secondary, what we didn't know from Dog Warden, as we were t being told, is, hey, listen, you know, I, because she's young, we don't know what extent, what's going on, does she have any damage, we don't know. And at five months old, she ended up displaying signs of epilepsy. And right from jump, it was really, really, really bad. So kind of knew you know, this wasn't good. And per veterinary neurology specialty care is when they start this young, they generally don't grow out of it. And it does get worse over time. And they were 100%, 1 million percent accurate. But uh, that's where we're at now. 
and um, having to make a decision for rescue when my fur baby's just last week. I'm hoping to God I don't have to be put in a position that I don't want to. So do what I can just to uh, calm her down and, you know, it's not much you can do, you know. So hoping today's a better day. Um, she still has super hyperactivity and just hoping that eventually things will simmer and calm down. But you have to have patience. Um, you have to. But getting back, a snarky lady. I think she was connected. I'm 100%. I with my gut and instinct. Yeah, yeah. Connected to uh, a cult. One of the narc members of the cult. You know, if you have more than one narc that you dealt with or dealing with, you know. I used to deal with, and um, that's a cult, group, cult, whatever, clan, whatever you want to call. Um, has lady come on Podbean? I'm thinking, sweetie, there's over 3,000 platforms. Is she going to literally come on? Is she going to write this snarky little message? Doesn't look like you have that many followers on here. Well, let's see. Here's one for you. When I get followers in that, because podcast channel owner... And on a platform of 3,000, I can control hiding whoever I want on the podcast. Um, on different platforms, have different controls of what you can do. People who podcast, you'll appreciate what I'm saying. You can block them. You can hide them. You can delete their comments, which her comments were deleted. I literally went on her podcast, and I thought, hmm, it's interesting. It was around the time going on with uh, Brian and Gabby with... Um, Domestic, I would just, you know, let's just say an unfortunate situation that uh, shouldn't have happened. It's around that time, and I was doing podcasts, and uh, just a snarky comment. So I dug into this woman, and uh, I'm, I'm smart as a whistle. I figured out, okay, <laughs> all right, all right, honey. And then she created her own Gabby radio channel, which I respect. So I thought, you know, this person just has a really bad life. They may have or have went through domestic situations, which now I know who you are, so I know you did. Um, so I realized, you know, you know, as an empath, um, you, know, you have to look past this person who's not having a good life. They're not happy with themselves. Uh, narcissistic people um, very have very low, low self-esteem. They project and they target their victims or somebody that's having a good life. They don't want to see people happy. They don't want to see people succeed. So she just tried to do these low punches, which were absolutely childish, really, if you think about it, really immature. But I respected that she did a Gabby radio channel. I don't know. Can you tell me, honey, are you still, are you still on Podbean with your podcast? Because I think it's really important to continue domestic awareness that you went through as yourself. So I applaud you for... Um, having the courage and awareness for other women and, and gentlemen as well who've gone through domestic, um, physical, or emotional abuse. But to let people know and let you know that I can control everything on Podbean platform itself, which is where she came off with these snarky comments. I can block, and yes, I removed her comments. And then I had other people that I realized were part of the narcs, and when I said they stalk, and all of a sudden they did, which was projected, because when you figure out the mass and they drop, you see exactly every move they make, you know. It's already predicted, and you already see it coming, you know. It's very, they're very predictable on their moves. Uh, one by one, they removed themselves. But I followed them back, just to let them know, hey, how you doing, you know? Um, your biggest fans in life, if you're in the public eye, are you're going to be your biggest haters. You got to appreciate the haters because they're going to stalk you and love you the most. And the thing is, is because they hate themselves. They'll never have the tenacity like myself or backbone of steel or the ability to bounce back from, let's just face it, anything, okay? Um, they don't like empaths like myself. They want to be able to feel, but they have no heart. They want to be able to help people, but when they do, it's just fake and phony. It's for the limelight and for an image of being something that they'll never be. Appreciate, folks. Those who own pod, um, podcast platforms, entertainment channels, you've got to appreciate your haters. Don't hate on them. Appreciate them, okay? Because I do. But I go with my gut instinct and want to know I got a uh, cult, nerd cult member um, recruiting friends or they'll pose as somebody else. It's just you sit back and you follow them back. 
if you have the means and capability, if you have a podcast that's international, you will on every single platform, the controls and capability. If not, you contact your engineer um, who works on the software in that per platform. And you say, hey, listen, I got this person. And they will explain to you how you can delete comments. You can follow them back. You can remove them. You can block them. Um, I prefer just to block and remove and then you just don't have any showing and the ones you do have showing let them just let them know that they're the only ones that are being shown especially on Podbean let them know that hey you're the only two three four that are showing I know who you are I have one that literally goes by a different name but I know exactly who he is and he still follows the podcast which I'm like well okay whatever um I have no problem with that. Haven't blocked or removed. But the other three removed themselves. So, um, sorry I did who you were. Um, but I appreciate you listening and following and stalking. I don't really consider it stalking, though. I really consider it appreciating and admiring the work that I do. Because I enjoy podcasting. And I'm not going to say, and this is the thing I like to say, is my stories and experiences are based on wisdom. Wisdom because I went through a lot, but I learned a lot. And um, I also as well made sure that I work with the therapist, and I have, and I'll continue the rest of my life, to make positive changes, but most importantly to make changes that are good for me overall, and to learn from maybe mistakes. Um, let's just face it, I've made my fair share. We're all, uh, we're no saints by any means. We're all sinners, we all sin, and uh, I'm no exception to the rule, but uh, I'm not a narcissistic, psychopath, bastard either, SOB. Um, sorry for saying that, but it's the truth. I'm an empath, so empaths, we recognize and we own and we change. And uh, we seek the help and means we can. So we can be the best ver versions of ourselves. And uh, really, isn't that what life's about anyway? Is to make positive change within yourself, you know? The only people who don't do that are narc people. Because they're the victim of everything. They'll twist, they'll project, they'll turn, anything they do, you know? Trust me. People have gone through that. You'll figure it out one day. You'll have your epiphany. And you'll figure it out. The masks fall, and you're going to see exactly what you're dealing with. Um, I don't think it's possible to do that without having a mental health provider, licensed PhD to help you, guide you. Especially if someone has to be well-versed and deal with narcissistic personality disorder. They're the only people that are going to help you. There's no victim but yourself. You're the true victim. A narcissistic person is exactly what they're doing. Don't ever have them twist it, turn it, project it, flip it. Um, I'm going to give you an example because narcissistic people, when they're caught doing something, they'll be like, hey, listen, you did this and that. Oh, but you did this. Everything's, but you did this. They can't look at themselves. Hey, listen, you did this. A normal person respond, well, listen, and say, okay, and apologize. And if somebody says, hey, why did you do that? And explain. And then they'll say, hey, listen, you want to talk about something? They adult. They communicate. It's called adulting. A narcissistic person doesn't adult. They don't know how to communicate. They have no skills, period. They're all about themselves. No matter what they do and how they're caught and what evidence you have, they will still lie, 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 evade, 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 avoid, avoid, avoid. I can't say it enough. You're not going to change them. But one thing you can do is you can learn how to respond and you remove yourself. You walk away. That's self-love, most importantly, self-respect. For that person to come on podcast to do that, oh, honey child, I'm over 3,000 platforms, okay? You don't know what it takes to the hard work behind everything, okay? It's not easy work. Um, I hope you're successful on your podcast and your Gabby radio channel. I believe that's what it was. I have everything. I screenshot it and save it just for legal purposes if I ever come across some crazed lunatic, you know, who takes stalking to a different level. Um, like literally following me or something crazy I mean I don't think I've had that yet but you just never know and that's why you keep mason pepper spray and things like that in your car and with you and your purse ladies uh, especially if people are out in the public eye because you never know what crazies you have out there see that's the thing when you put yourself out in the public especially you go international you never know what a person especially narcs having a bad day okay and they take crazy to one more step up and that's the truth um, just got to be cautious and aware, especially in this day and age, society we're in, it's just overall important, you know, you have to take care of yourself, nobody else is going to do it for you, but you, just remember that, but a lot of this, every, everything, um, every podcast is based off experience, I consider it wisdom, 
You learn through the trials and tribulations and the hard times of life. And it's important to share your journey and what you experienced. And uh, like I said before, nobody's happy 24 hours, 7 days a week. And most people who project that they're happy, especially narcissistic people, are damn well straight. You're not happy. You're not a happy person. But you want people to believe you are. Because hell will freeze if anybody ever truly knows what you went through, trials and tribulations and trauma or whatever, abuse, domestic, emotional, whatever. Heaven forbid if you ever told anybody. Because narcs don't want to have that projection because they'll feel like they're weak. You're not weak by explaining what you've gone through in life and sharing your journey. You help other people. It shows your one word, real. Another word, genuine. I don't know. Narc people just don't do that. You're not going to change your narc, but you can change how you respond and you walk away. But uh, literally, you know, I just had to share that story, you know. But I was wanting to talk, and I'm, I'm going to end this here. And like I said, I get back into the podcast tonight, 9 p.m. VIP podcast going live international again. Um, we've emailed down here for those who aren't VIP members. And it's going to be Monday through Friday as well, starting out at 10 p.m. But now it's spring and summer changes, 9 p.m. And um, especially, like I said, with spring and summer and vacation time, people just want to enjoy the great outdoors and get out there, you know? Evening time on wine, VIP members, you know? We talk about everything, yada, 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 anything goes. Um, I talk about this because I know this is going to be a hot topic tonight. How many people watched the Oscars? How many people? I taped it. How many people watched this? I streamed taped it, saved it. How many people watched Will Smith? How many people raised their hands? I'm going to raise both my hands. Hold on, let me. Let me. I'll raise my, both my hands. I thought, actually, it was a skit that Chris Rock decided to do with Will Smith. When I knew it was serious, is the look on his face when he walked back to his seat. When everybody knew it was really serious... It's when he said, don't you effing talk about my wife or talk about my wife out of your mouth, whatever, you know. Then you knew it was really serious. A debate online, because this is like top news story, is should he face charges? Did he have a right? How does the Academy and, you know, entities that Will Smith's involved with, respectful man, who may have lost his respect, depending on your opinion, we're all entitled to our opinion of what happened. I'm going to say from a chronic illness standpoint, and anybody has chronic illness, I don't care what it is, you know, um, chronic illness of your journey, I don't care what it is, title, because chronic illness is chronic illness, especially when it's a lifetime. I want you to raise both your hands. Be safe if you're driving, folks, you know what I mean? At work, you might want to just raise them down here like this underneath the desk where people can't see it. Or maybe with your kids, you got your hands full, you got the baby in one hand. Just go, yes, two hands are up. How many people with chronic illness could feel what Jada felt. Chronic illness. Dealing with hair loss. Permanent hair loss. How many people could feel how she felt on that? You know, saying, hey, there's Jada Will. You know, here's Jada. Hey, I'll see you in the next uh, G.I. Jane Part 2. When he said that, how many people with chronic illness was like, I mean, I know majority rules. Of chronic illness would say, did he just effing say that? I was literally like, did he just say that? Like, okay. First of all, Chris Rock. Sir. I don't know. And nobody really, truly will probably know his medical standpoint. Is he healthy? Is he got something going on? Is he diabetes or whatever? You know, in limelight, money can control some things and shut people to where people don't know certain things about their health. Let's face it, there's a lot of celebrities that went through cancer journeys and you didn't even know they had cancer until they passed at the end of the journey. And they did it privately. It takes a hell of a lot of money and a hell of a lot of PR and a hell of a lot of attorneys to keep that damn, you know what, SHRT quiet. That's the truth, you know? Has Chris Rock got a chronic illness? Because if he does, the thing is, is, is there, there's a fine line of comedy that was crossed, Okay? On that level, okay, chronic illness, um, lifetime. We're not talking about um, anything but chronic illness right now. And to do it on a stage where he was at, um, 
I honestly, as, as someone who knows what chronic illness is like by living it, I think there's a line that was crossed out of disrespect. But the bigger question is, did Mr. Smith have a right in the way that he did to protect his wife? Well, this is my opinion. This is United States. For those international, you know the United States. Freedom of speech. And everybody's entitled to their opinion. Although it should be like that worldwide. But depending on where you live, what country, what village, community, you know, everything's different in every aspect and part of the world. It's the truth. But in the United States, for yourself, my journey, because I am located in the United States, um, the freedom of expression and opinion, this is my opinion, and I'm just going to say this, and some people may respectfully agree to disagree, and that makes us an adult, you know? And when you're adulting, I'm 50 years old, you learn from, you know, your own trials and tribulations and mistakes, but you learn to do... Um, of due respect, you respectfully agree to disagree. Did Mr. Smith have a right? Sorry, I'm warming up my decaf coffee protein. I know, protein coffee drink. Amaretto, chocolate, and a little bit of cream brulee. <laughs> I know. It's weird, isn't it? And I don't like sugar. I have sugar in the raw. I don't like pure sugar. I got one, two, three, four, five, six. You know what I forgot? I forgot I had this Coffee Mate Cafe Mocha. I'm going to put that up here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. My decaf coffee protein shake comes first. Hold on a minute, folks. All right. Did he have a right to the extent to, to protect and defend his wife? If you go through, you can find the unedited version. I truly believe this is United States and it's media. Just go ahead and just, let's not beep. Let's not bleep out. Let's not bloop out. Let's put live Oscars, live award shows. Let's make them live. Because it's trials or tribulations, I think there's lessons learned and things learned from this. And um, I'm telling you, for people who aren't living themselves with chronic illness or you are an SOB and you don't protect your wife, your loved one, Okay? Your better half? Okay? I'll raise my hand. Because I dealt with that many years of not being protected. Keep it there. But for those who suffer from chronic illness, and you just sat there for a second like, hey, what? What? Well, Miss Jada didn't ask. To have autoimmune and um, chronic illness to where she experienced, had experienced hair loss for a long time. She chose to free herself and do self-love and to literally just stop hiding and say, here I am. Take it or leave it. We can look at also somebody who also experienced hair loss, Ricky Lake. Okay. She got to that point where she's like, hell with it. You know, here I am. I'm tired of hiding. I'm tired of being something and hiding and, and not being true to myself. True to thyself, genuine. I'm sure it wasn't hard and it took a long time. I'm sure behind the scenes there was a lot of self-love, self-respect and a lot of therapy work and help from family, loved ones and her mother. Uh, God bless that woman. Respectful woman. Loves her daughter. Damn. Loves her daughter. Every mother should be as protective and use Jada's mother as an example of how you protect and you love your daughter or daughters in this case daughter a chronic illness any mother who has a daughter chronic illness you protect and you love your daughter unconditionally you have her back unconditionally as a mother a mother's love is closest to a daughter especially if you have more than one children the specific if a child has chronic illness i don't care if you're 150 and your daughter's 80 I'm telling you, you go up to heaven, God's going to tell you. And if you weren't the one, he's going to correct you. You're to protect and support and love and be there no matter what. Your daughter's going through a hard time. She needs help, whatever. You're hard, falling on hard times. You living in a house, condo, condominium. I don't care what you own. If you own a palace, okay? A mother's love for a daughter should be unconditional and no boundaries and no limits. You get your sorry ass out of your house, whatever the hell you own, and you go ahead and you put your daughter and her family or she's by herself, and you let her stay there suffering from chronic illness. As a parent, you come second. Your child, your daughter comes first. Your ass finds, or you can get a condo. And you have all these mothers, too, out there who have a daughter, you know, and there's a lot of people who have a daughter, an adult mother who has a daughter 
with chronic illness. I'm honing in because of Jade, her mother, okay? And you ever watch mothers like this? And they're like, well, I don't give a damn. You're on your own. It'll throw the chronic illness daughter right out. I mean, don't give a rat's ass, okay? Not there to protect them, not there to support them, not there loving unconditionally. Worse is narcissistic mothers out there who will use a chronic illness from a child just for pity, pity parties. Woe is me. There ain't no damn woe. The woe is your daughter who suffers from chronic illness. I don't care what chronic illness it is. You come second, mothers in the world. Your daughter comes first. You put your life, you put everything, period. You know that old saying, you don't want to go before your kids, okay? When time comes, God calls you home, the worst thing is to, to pass away and something happened to you before, you know? Your, I'm sorry, your daughter, chronic illness, or son, passes away before you. And they always, you know, that, that, that theory is you don't want to pass away before your child, which is very true. But there's a lot of people out there, parent or parents, that, that really are the opposite, okay? Because they view their child as a burden and chronic illness is a burden you know just kick them out of the nest so to speak they're not good mother hens okay jada smith if anybody looks at her mother and how she supports her unconditionally that and she's always there for her and you know she's helped her many many steps of the way to be able to embrace and free herself to be genuine and this person that what's his, what is going on with her? My, it's like Ricky Lake, you know? I love people. You know, strip the title away, celebrity title. We're all human, right? We're, we're all human. Sometimes we just hold titles. I love the people who finally literally free themselves and find the self-love and the freedom of expression and say the hell with it. I don't care what people think. Because at the end of the day when you pass away, what everybody thought about you ain't gonna mean a damn bowl of beans. <laughs> I saw my grandmother come on that one. Girl say bowl of beans. She from heaven going preach. <laughs> I'll talk about my redhead spitfire grandmother. Bowl of beans, hill of beans. There's my aunt, hill of beans. I literally thought about my aunt and I'll be darned last night went out. I had to get some things with Blue with having seizures and that. And uh, there was a saying of my aunt, Ladybug. I don't remember, and it's something to bring up to the therapist. I don't remember if it was Ladybug, if that was a reference to me. I'm trying to remember it. But I'll be darned, I saw Ladybug on a car tag. And then I saw another Ladybug on another car on a vital marketing in the back. And then, of all things, I turn on the radio, I got serious, and uh, Rod Stewart was playing. And I thought, okay, there's your sign. Because when your loved one's passed, I know this is true, they can come back and they give you signs. My aunt loved Rod Stewart. And then I remembered, and this is great about therapies, because some things you don't want to remember, but it's trauma and you have to bring it to the surface so you can go through what you went through with a licensed therapist that deals with trauma therapy and work through the emotions and allow yourself to feel what you went through because I harbored and held back and I was just an environment where I was, you know, you weren't allowed and uh, I never was able to feel. But you allow yourself as an adult to now do it right and uh, do right by that young child, do right by that future 82-year-old elderly because they're both going to be damn proud of the decisions you make now, you know? I remembered being over my aunt's when she used to live in an apartment or con I think it was a condo, my aunt and uncle, and spending the night there. And literally she had, you know, there's vinyl records and a vinyl player and she would play Rod Stewart. Ladybug twice, Rod Stewart play at the same time. I'm in the parking lot going, is this really happening? And I literally caught myself saying, I know you're here aunt. And I know what you're saying is your thank you. Thank you for sticking up for me and understanding where I was coming from and that I held a grudge for many, 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 many years and decades. It's because I was hurt and I expected everybody to be present during my own cancer journey and I was hurt. And when I went through cancer again, I held that grudge. 
I don't want you to hold that on your shoulders. And I know my aunt wouldn't want me to do the same because I didn't have the support of people that should have been there for me. They made a conscious decision, not an unconscious, a conscious decision not to be there. I'm learning through therapists not to carry that weight on my shoulders. I'm allowed to be disappointed in the people that weren't there. I'm allowed to not forgive. Um, I'm allowed also to not forget because I would never make that critical mistake again. Okay. But I felt my aunt just sitting there. It's just, it was just, um, most peaceful feeling. I could just see her shaking her head and saying, thank you. Thank you for understanding that you're an adult now and you understand where I was coming from. Thank you. But please don't do what I did and allow that on your conscious and your shoulders of being in the same situation of not having people there that should have been there. I don't know if Ladybug was a saying. Um, I don't believe she had a pet. I'm not sure if it was just she called young, she called, you know, me as younger niece lady. There was something with Ladybug with my aunt. I had to work with a therapist to figure it out. I'm still trying to set my memory free, so to speak, free yourself, my journey. Um, this is based off its experiences and through things I've gone through in my life. I consider it wisdom because I'm hoping to be able to inspire the people that you need to free your emotions, what you've gone through, especially trauma. Um, because when you free your memory, there's also good times um, that come out of that. But getting back to uh, Jaden Will Smith, that mother of hers is a hell of a mother, a hell of a woman. Because she loves her daughter unconditionally, without limitations, without boundaries, okay? She lay her life down for her daughter. And shouldn't every mother out there? Amen on that one. But getting back to that, we talk about this on VIP podcast tonight at 9 p.m. Did Will Smith respond appropriately? Did he have a right to respond? Was it okay to respond? Did you watch? Because I watched this, replayed it. If you're streaming, you know what I mean? You replay it and you freeze it. Did you see Jada roll the eyes? When Chris Rock made that comment, Jada's eyes were like, I think if anybody had a right to stand up, I really wish if things could have turned around, which I'm sure a lot of people agree with me by saying this, who suffer from chronic illness, I don't care what it is. I wish Jada would have stood up and literally put Chris Rock in his place. As loud as she possibly can in that theater. And made an example of people like him. Of making fun of people like her. Instead it was a. Um, and truly in my opinion. is was a mirage of emotion. A mirage. Will Smith did chuckle. But the thing is. Did Will Smith chuckle? Because like. <laughs> back of his mind is probably like. I'll see you after the show. I'm sure. That's what he was thinking. Or was he just laughing because it's like he had a laugh? But the thing was, when Jada looked over at him, and as a married couple where they've gone through a lot together, you know, a respectful couple, okay, stripped the title away, you know, that look was, okay, I'm your wife. You need to stick up for me. Ladies, because love is love. You should have a spouse who will stick up for you. You should have a spouse that you don't need to say a word. You should be able to give that look. And the connection when you're connected to your spouse will be there. You should have somebody like Mr. Smith who's willing to go head to head to stick up for you. And knowing what Jade has gone through, I'm sure, and especially it's the same as Ricky Lake and the hair and experience in hair loss and how many people I can raise my hand. When you go through treatments, oncology treatments, you go through immunotherapy, um, you go through different types of cancers and treatments that deal with your hormones like I have and many people do and men do too, prostate cancer, you go through the hormone changes and you lose your hair and the medications, you lose your hair, okay? Did he have a right to do what he did? Well, a lot of people say instead of a slap that was heard around the world, he could have done worse. He could have done a punch. Okay, let's just face it, how many movies that he trained for, um boxing <laughs> he could have took what he learned and threw a hell of a punch 
Some people say Chris Rock was lucky he did a slap around the world and not a punch. Did Chris Rock see it coming? I think so. When he said, uh-oh, I started thinking like really like everybody else, I think 99% of people probably thought this was a skit or something. It really was not. You knew when he walked away, the look on his face, if you freeze frame that, okay, unedited version, uh-uh, he wasn't joking. He could have punched him. Now, back in the day, Wild Wild West, you had to pull that SH star T on your wife, your companion, Wild Wild West. Let's all go back Wild Wild West, because this is just not opinion, it's a fact. Let's go to Wild Wild West. Let's go on. Going out to the old round, you know, the old Western Corral. And you had your gun in your holster. And you had your indifferences. And it was literally whoever shot who first. Okay? Wild Wild West, back in those days, Western days, there was no slap. There was bar fights. There was fights out in the streets. If Chris Rock was in the Wild Wild West, he would have got his ass beat. Okay? He would have got his ass whipped. Okay? He would have been out there in the old corral. Okay? Whether in front of everybody, and everybody would have ganged up behind, or outside, and everybody watched. Did he have a right on national stage to do what he did? I don't know. I'm 50-50, because in one part of me, like many people, I believe, that feel this way with chronic illness, we're all entitled to our opinion how I feel. 50% of me says, yes, he had a right. Damn straight he did. And the other 50% of me is saying he had a right, but maybe he should have did it behind the scenes, you know? Not anybody helping him, nobody coaching him, allow him to feel, allow him to express himself, okay? Would it have turned into a hit, punch, slap, but if it was dull behind the scenes and Mr. Smith and Mr. Rock? Who knows? But it really wouldn't have been any of our business, now would it? You know? But I wish Jada would have stood up and I wish she would have made, I wish she would have made a moment in the Oscars that will be for the, the hands of time of how not to treat people with chronic illness. I think there's a fine line crossed. Um, comedy shows in that, okay, I understand, you know? Um, we have to not be so sensitive. But doing it in a stage like that where there's a lot of due respect in that kind of award show, um, I think he crossed the line. I agree with the people saying that he did cross the line, and I think there's a lesson learned for Mr. Rock. But um, if he had a chronic illness, would that be okay? Would he laughed it off if that was his better half, companion, whatever? Is he married? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I have to look into that. I don't know. But um, cross the line. I wish she would have stood up and defended herself. Hmm? I wish she would have. How many times does she cry? Feel ashamed, embarrassed, with the hair loss, out in public, around family, friends, loved ones, her own children. She gained the strength from her mother. You know she did. Her mother played a hell of a part in her life to gain the strength to say to hell with it. This is me. Love me or leave me. I don't care. But I'm not hiding anymore what I have. Okay? It takes a hell of a person to do that, especially as a woman. But you've got to have the backing of your mother, you know? Too many damn mothers out there not um, being mother bears, mother hens. Okay? It's not giving a damn. It doesn't make you a mother. Not at all. It just makes you someone who bared a child. When you bear a child and you're a mother and you have a child, you love them and you support them and you have their back unconditionally. You see somebody bullying or whatever, I don't care, family, friends, loved ones, another sibling, I don't give a damn, okay? This is for everybody around the world. Preach. Right now, everybody gonna stand up. Yes! <laughs> yes! Say it! Yes! Because it's the truth. You have got to have your daughter's back. I don't care who you are and how many daughters you have. You got one, you got two chronic illness, you need to have their back, Okay? I don't care whose feelings you're going to hurt. I don't care who. I, because when you stick up for a child who's an adult with chronic illness, I don't care what it is, and you put your foot down or put your foot up somebody or your own damn child's ass, whether son, daughter, whatever, okay, they'll get over it. But you're setting boundaries, aren't you? And you're showing people, I'm not going to put up with it. You'll respect my daughter. And uh, Miss Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith's daughter, or uh, mother, damn well she protects her daughter. Her husband protected her. I don't care how you slice and dice it. We may see it's wrong, maybe not on the public stage like that, excuse me, in that due respect moment. But I'm going to round of applause for the men out there, and love is love, and women, ladies as well, protecting your wives. 
sticking up for your wives, okay? Allow your wife to be a wife. Allow her to be a female. Allow her to be feminine. You as a man, I'm going to go on the men part, okay? Or love is love, all right? You protect your household. You protect your lady. You protect your woman, no matter what. I've been through that where I didn't have that for a long time. I realize a point in my life now, I, I am not asking for it. It's just the way it is. I demand it. You know? I'm nobody's mother. I'm nobody's husband either. And um, you protect the person that you love and the person you married no matter what. And although we all can agree to disagree, maybe that was not the time or place. Um, I believe Chris Rock, in my opinion, crossed the line. Because it's hard enough for her to have come out like Ricky Lake. And then to have it such on a stage and everybody laughing. Um, I'm sorry it wasn't funny. But I guarantee you that will never happen again. I guarantee Chris Rock learned a valuable lesson. Did Will Smith? Um, obviously, we will never know how he truly felt about it. He'll do what he needs to do in the public eye to calm things down. Um, as an actor and as PR, good PR. Um, good management is going to coach him and guide him to speak for him on his behalf. Um, we may see everything's all great, but maybe behind the scenes it's not. Really, um, that's some things that will probably remain private. But I wish Jada would have stood up. I wish she would have really made a true example of crossing a line and making fun of somebody that um, cannot control their health. And it's not their fault. I'm going to end it here. On this note, because I talk about this VIP podcast, because this is, I know it's going to be like, it's going to be the whole hour. Because uh, I think everybody can relate to some level, you know, of chronic illness. And uh, sometimes lines crossed. I'm talking about chronic for a lifetime. Not something, just a temporary little thing. Okay, I'm talking about chronic. But um, I was in Indiana property. I was doing treatments in that. I experienced a lot of hair loss. Um, it was after treatments with oncology for ovarian tumor and I had to go on other medication and my hair was coming out um, and coming out and coming out and I just said hell with it. I've been down the road so I decided you know what sometimes you just got to start new and you got to let your you know you just got to free yourself okay. I didn't have the level of self-respect and self-love like I do now and not take SHRT from anybody like I did then. This was, um, let's say a couple years ago, actually. I didn't have property. I had an individual who had their children with them, young girls, young ladies, and had saw me and didn't realize that I had to cut my hair and a really, really short pixie cut. I love my hair too. Now I look at it, I dyed it blonde. I bleached it blonde. It was really, really short. And I had fun with it. I couldn't help what I had. It wasn't for attention. It was because my hair was effing coming out and it was looking bad. And I had a decision that, you know what? I have a pretty face. So, um, hell with it. You know? I had this mother with young daughters or young daughter or whatever situation it was. I don't know. Young girls would just say. Very young girls sit there and make fun of me and laugh at me. I was going through a lot at the time and um, it struck me emotionally and it did. It hurt me. I'm sure anybody dealing with hair loss, no matter what way, shape, or form, um, especially oncology treatments and you got tumors and things to deal with your ovaries. Women, you know what I'm saying? It, you're gonna, you may deal with it the rest of your life because it's a good promise. Um, men with prostate, you may lose your hair, you may deal with, you're going to deal with the hormone changes the rest of your life, period, okay? But I had this mother sit there and allow the young generation, girls, to make fun of me. When push came to shove, instead of admitting it shouldn't have happened, it shouldn't be fun of you. I got upset and I cried. This mother hugged me. I don't remember if she said she was sorry or not. 
But it was a critical part of turning point where I realized that my self-respect and self-love needs to change. And nobody can do that but me. And to learn that that will never goddamn happen again. If I lose my hair again and I make the decision to go pixie cut short, as many women do with chronic illness, and one more mother allows her daughter or daughters or kids to make fun of me, we're going to have a problem. Period. But the thing is, is what kind of mother allows that? And I think you need self-respect and self-love yourself. And to teach the next generation and the younger girls right. And even young boys, teach them right. Learn to respect. But most importantly, allow them to be around people that are chronically ill and sick. And I guarantee that would have never happened. But I allowed it to happen. I let it to get to me emotionally. That'll never happen again. I'm not the same person I was two years ago. And I never will be. My strength only multiplies and gets stronger and stronger. And the backbone of steel gets thicker and thicker. I'll never tolerate that again. So I felt that. You feel that as chronic illness, what Jada went through. But damn straight. No matter how you slice and dice it, it may be right, it may be wrong. But Mr. Will Smith, you stuck up for your wife. But most importantly, you stuck up for millions of women around the world who suffered from hair loss, from medical, long-term chronic. You gave faith back to women who may be married and are married to people and have companions they live with as it's 111 on both. Isn't this crazy? 111 is angel digits. I'm looking at it on the microwave. I'm looking at it on the oven. So a lot of people in heaven must be agreeing with me by saying, thank you for sticking up for your wife, most importantly as well. Thank you for sticking up for millions and millions and millions of women around the world who also have suffered from being made fun of, poked light of and made as a mockery and a joke for something they can't control nobody asked to be sick nobody asked for chronic illness okay but as a man as a better half as a spouse because love is love it's your duty and god-given right is you stick up for your love on your wife not because you're told to because you do that because you respect and love without boundaries and without limitations and mothers out there in the world remember you do the same amen <laughs>